Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of I Can't Believe I Just Watched This, uh, the podcast where we talk about everything movie and TV related. Uh, I am your host Robert Broad. With me as always we have Darren Haywood and Nathan Blair. How are we doing today guys? Really good, thank you. Not too bad, we're all a bit half asleep today but other words. It's been an interesting week for news. Now the first being uh, WandaVision episode 7. Now, I do just want to put out there, I actually didn't like this episode. Why didn't you like it, though? Because you did say that the other day, but didn't yeah. like, elaborate. I just thought it was a little bit boring. I, I understood the sort of comedy mockumentary style. Now, I, I did, I enjoyed the style of it. Don't get me wrong, yeah. I enjoyed the style of it because I enjoy mockumentaries and that kind yeah. of thing. But I just thought, I just felt like 80% of the show was a bit boring. To there be wasn't. honest, it, it felt like it, it did feel more of a filler episode. Yes, it like did. it was. It, it was, but but luckily by filler, um, it was filling in a lot of blanks along the way. Yeah, and still doing its usual approach of raising as many questions as answers. Yeah, uh, you know, it told you what happened to certain characters like Monica, uh, Jimmy, Darcy, who was a. Uh, well, she was she was like an escape artist. Yeah, some kind of just pretty weird. Um, I, I know a lot of people online were hoping that she would end up being a, a diner worker, like in Two Broke Girls. I I like the fact that they did a mid credit scene. Um, yeah. The only pro the only the only problem with the mid credit scene was a lot of people didn't see the mid credit scene because you no, you know, had it before. It's, it's episode seven of yes. nine and they didn't do one they for the first one before. I, now, i'll be honest with you i only found out because um i i did like a bit of a recap for this podcast as well but a bit of a recap over the last you know since episode one of one division yeah um, on wikipedia and then i saw that there was a mid-credit scene oh okay like, now, like me watching it with my girlfriend she knocked it off when it started the credits and i was like oh okay because it's like you you didn't expect nothing. But yeah. essentially, what happened is that Monica Rambo has uh, is wondering where the fuck um, Wonder. Wonder is, uh, yeah. and goes to Agnes's, or should we say Agatha Harkness's house uh, next yeah. door, opens up the sort of little hatch to the basement, and. To her surprise, she sees some lovely vines, sort of, sort of glowing purplish. The guy who is supposed to be Pietro, who is obviously not Pietro, says, oh, why are you snooping around here or something like that? And then pushes her yeah, down exactly. the stairs or something like that, or ends, yeah? Yeah, I mean, it, you assume that he's involved and, and he does end up putting her in the, the same basement with Wanda and, and Agatha. I, I suppose we can't really call her Agnes anymore. Um, <laughs> The Agatha Harkness reveal was. Uh, do you know what? I really was, enjoyed uh, the sort at the end where the the, well, the, the, sort, uh, the opening credits to her own show. That was the end yeah. of, of of the actual show. Where she's was the brilliant. bad guy. Yes. But but, but the, the thing is, is there's two. There's obviously two more episodes, as people know. It's a nine episode uh, show. The the thing is, is that um, Agatha Harkness in the comics is. Not really a villain. Obviously, no, the MCU have done twisted like have done twists like that in the past with their films and t- and TV shows as well, like Agents of Shield, where 
they've had heroic characters become villainous and 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 vice versa. Mm. Um, but it's it would be a shame if it was all to do with her. Yeah, it would. Like like that wouldn't that wouldn't really be the the payoff that I would have wanted personally. But uh, I'm glad uh, she's involved. But I I oh, yeah, I'm like you said, like you said, I don't want that to just be it. Yeah, like you, for a lot of people, it was just an assertion. Like it was what people people were waiting for the reveal. They weren't. Yeah, thinking, exactly. I feel like know, everybody or, everybody knew it was going to happen. It was going to come yeah. at some point. It's just when when is it coming? Yeah, yeah cause it was know. just Agatha Harkness condensed under Agnes. Like a lot of people, I remember saying it when we did. I think I'd said it on like one of the first two episodes of this podcast. And we were only on the first two episodes of the show. Yeah, exactly. Which, which, which obviously got re- released at the same time. It, yeah, it was, it was pretty obvious. What's, what's not obvious is, though, which is, which is why the show's still intriguing, is um, how involved she is, um, mm-hmm. which we still don't really know. She can be a rather unpredictable character in the comics in certain ways, kind of manipulative, but. Usually in the sense that she believes she's doing more more good than anything. And to be honest, the stories usually end up where she is just doing good. There's no bad outcome from her role, whether it's to do with Scarlet Witch, Fantastic Four and other characters. No. Um, the, the other thing about uh, Monica as well, the aerospace engineer that she's mentioned for a couple now, of episodes now. I who is that? It's yeah, supposed to be revealed like a lot of other people and there's a massive chance that it is Reed Richards a massive I, chance I've, I've seen a couple of I was reading an IGN article actually earlier and it could be Reed or it could be Reed Richards yeah which would be an interesting way to get uh, Marvel's first family into the MCU but you've got you've got um I mean there was there was a rumor which I think we were on about the last episode maybe the episode before I couldn't I can't recall how many episodes they said it would be but the rumour was that the last two or three episodes, as we know, isn't the case with episode seven now because it's been released, but they were going to be an hour long. Yeah, I think we were, so, I think we were discussing that, that yeah, last week. Yeah, we would pass the hour mark. So including credits, it would probably be about 10 minutes worth of credits because obviously they have all the translated yeah. stuff at the end. Where I guess that's counted in as well. But um, yeah, maybe I, I, yeah, definitely too, but... Um, I think it would be about 45 to 50 minutes rather than the 25. Yeah, like that sort of ballpark, um, which is great. I hope they do that now because they haven't done it for episode seven. I hope that they do it for episodes eight and nine. Um, there's The, the rumour still hasn't gone away that there may be a secret 10th episode. But the, but the thing is, is that's, that, that's because of the week or two-week gap between WandaVision ending and the Falcon and the Winter Soldier starting at six episodes. Right. But now, now, now that Marvel and slash Disney has revealed that they're actually going to be doing a special, I think it's called Assembling a Universe or something like that. Oh, okay. Um, and it will not only focus on WandaVision, it will focus on the other Disney Plus shows and possibly bits from the movies um, in the past as well. That'll be interesting. Um, but the first episode will focus on WandaVision. And they're obviously they they're supposed to be continuing their Marvel Legends series. Mm. Um, the rumor with that is is that the next two episodes, which will be released at the same time, will focus on Falcon and Bucky Barnes Winter Soldier. But we we don't know yet because they haven't really announced those episodes. That's no. just you know, conjecture. 
what do do you think do you guys think that Agatha Harkness on her own is enough to satisfy most people not of, her own. Not in her the own. driving manipulative force do you I, think there's a, still a chance with two episodes left that a character like Mephisto or Nightmare might make a grand Paul, appearance Paul Bettany has been on his interviews again he, yes this, I watched an interview this morning that he did literally the other day and he's fucking talking about fireworks again and having fireworks with this secret person who they've managed to keep super secret uh whereas uh fucking uh evan peters and agnes being agatha harkness so they they were sort of let out of the bag quite early uh, but they've still managed to keep this person super secret for the last episode uh and the fireworks thing also he's mentioned again uh, which he seems to be doing in all of his interviews. So it's very scripted what he's saying. Yeah. Um, so, and he, now he did mention at the start of this, at the start of this interview, actually, he said he mentioned Doctor Strange. And I don't know whether that was to put us off the scent from it being Doctor Strange or See, whether he's saying or dots. whether he's tr- trying to double bluff us. Yeah, I mean, like, that, that's what I think maybe because it can tie into the Doctor Strange sequel without having Doctor Strange in it. Yeah. But because it'll have to have some sort of element and seven episodes in, for all we know, it hasn't yet. And also, actually... Episode uh, nine, like fireworks, I think episode nine, it may be a bit of eight as well, the next episode, but episode nine, I think, will build the multiverse. Something yes. will happen... And some and in the the will then exist. Tiana Paris, uh, who plays Monica Rambo, who's also said that it's going to be incredibly sad. The whatever happens in the last episode is going to be really sad. It might be sad because Wanda loses her sanity. Yeah, it's not. I mean, it's not much to go off, but literally anything could happen. I suppose with being sad. It's like she's in in the Ms. Marvel Disney Plus show though. Yes, she is. And, and possibly Captain Marvel 2, possibly, because the I can't remember the actress's name, forgive me, but the actress playing Ms. Marvel, Kamala Khan, she's in Captain Marvel 2. Yes, yes. So you might end up having a few Captain Marvel, Ms. Marvel-based characters all in one yeah. film. Now, um, with, you know, some semblance of what they may be doing with the Spider-Man film. characters. Just speaking of that, we we all we got to see a little bit of her powers as well that she's that she's literally just got. And we, we were talking how last episode that uh, she's gonna she's possibly gonna be photon, but I reckon she's gonna be go, go, she's gonna go by one of her other names, Spectrum, because Spectrum is the most recent name that she's gone by as of 2013. It is, but because they gave. Um, the nickname Maria thought on Rambo. Right. You think that? Okay. Okay. It's gonna. It's gonna be. It's gonna that, be that a little homage to that. Yeah, yeah. That would make. So sense. she's also gone by Captain Marvel as an identity yeah. of comics, and she's also gone by Pulsar. Yes. So she's a character that's adopted quite a few, apart from obviously Captain Marvel, because Carol Danvers is the established one in the MCU. Yeah. Um. I would have been happy with any of the three other names because they're all pretty kick-ass. They are, other, yeah, yeah. Don't think other characters 
in the Marvel comics. Assume any of the identities that she's had, apart from Captain Marvel, obviously. And we've had about like three or four characters, I think, assume that. Yeah. Um, starting with Marvel. The, the the show that's actually making me going off on a little bit of a tangent, but still on about Disney Plus shows. The, the the TV series which is giving me the most sort of thought, even though One Division is still running, is the Falcon and the Winter Soldier because there's nothing about it which ties it into anything. No, really weird. Have you have you seen the trailer? I have, yeah. Yeah. I've heard that there was a similar. I heard, which kind of goes against what Kevin Feige said in the past, but I've heard that apparently the whole TV show's tying in with the films is not actually true. How it's working is that the TV shows are going to loosely tie in to the films, yeah. kind of about how Agents of the S.H.I.E.L.D. did with the first Avengers film and then Age of Ultron, and after that it kind of went its own way. Yeah, but so see, I, I, read, I read an article saying that, sort of saying that, but more to do with the Marvel television-produced series like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Agent Carter, because Hayley Atwell is supposed to be coming back as Peggy Carter as well. I read that article. Um, Fandom Wire again, I think. My usual go-to source. (laughs) Um, Still don't know how reliable it is. If anyone listening is like, that's a load of shit, then, you know, prove prove me right, I guess. Yeah, and and I thought, well, she's in the What If series and she's voicing over and becoming her, her own version of, like, Captain Britain or whatever. But no, she's, uh, as you know, as herself, uh, not in an animated role. So another interesting character that they're bringing back from the past. But yeah, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, we, we know that they deal with uh, with uh, Zemo again. We know that we they deal with the Flag Smashers, but... It it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't seem to really tie into anything else. I I did think that about Hawkeye, but um, the actress who's playing um, Florence Pugh, who's playing um, Yelena Belova in yeah. Black Widow, is in Hawkeye. Back on the other day, yeah. Which oh. which which to me, right, is yeah, it's great, but it's also really annoying because. The only reason, like, I feel like that would have been announced around about now anyway. Yeah. But you're kind of ruining Black Widow a bit. Because yeah, definitely. Because we don't know what's happening with these characters. But no. because the TV shows are still being made, like, the TV shows are basically on the same schedule. You know, like, we were never going to get Hawkeye last year. It was never going to come out last year. We were only going to get... Like one division and the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I think. We weren't even gonna get Loki. But because these shows are filming and are getting closer and closer and closer to being made and released on Disney Plus, they have to give you information. Yeah. So and usually that's casting, um, and character, you know, what characters. I, so, I, I, I I understand that they have to do that, but I really feel that they should have just waited until Black Widow was out. They should have definitely waited. I think as well, like you've got to remember that a lot of stuff, maybe not so much Disney, but in general, a lot of stuff has been pushed back because of COVID. So the whole plan that Marvel's, that Disney's got for, you know, the films, the time with the films going forward, that might not be able to happen as well yeah. as they want. 
So maybe one division can still tie in with Doctor Strange because obviously they've, even though it's a it's its own thing, they mention Avengers characters, like they mention yeah. the Avengers as as a whole, but they don't actually introduce any of those characters apart from Wonder and Vision. We haven't seen any of Avengers characters appear. So I agree you know, with that, but but, but so, the thing so is, is that it's like, it's like with the Spider-Man movie, for example, and having these other characters in it from the other Spider-Man films in the past and stuff. That's so. That's only because people have taken photos of these different actors. People believe that they're reprising their roles as characters from the past movies, and then it gets leaked online. But mm-hmm. in this case, they announced it, so you wouldn't have found out probably for like because they they'll be filming it. They'll still be filming it for a good like two to three months maybe because it's got a late release this year. Like it'll probably come out around about the time like Eternals is meant to come out or maybe the Spider-Man film itself. But I was going to say, don't, don't forget they, like they, shouldn't have done, they shouldn't have done that. If it gets leaked, just leaked because you can't control that because people have cameras, there's cameras yeah. everywhere. Actually announcing it, it's like, oh right, okay. Like we don't know what capacity she's in, Hawkeye. She's sort of the villain in the comics, but it, she... It could, she does renounce her ways, you know, as well. So is this, you know, if I'm if I'm watching Black Widow come May and there is this whole part of the film, which like a, like a secondary story where it's like a redemption arc for her character, I'll be like, all oh, right, well, that now this makes perfect sense that she's in Hawkeye. So we will tee up that series. Yeah. But then I'd be like, well, I wish I didn't know that she was actually in it. They probably they probably did it because obviously, like I said, a lot of stuff's been pushed back. But before they announced, because obviously they're still humming and hiring about putting Black Widow on the Disney Plus thing. But yeah. because obviously we don't know whether or not we're still going to get it in May, they might have thought, okay, Black Widow's coming out in May, so we're going to be okay to announce that this character from Black Widow is going to be in the Hawkeye TV show. And that's how they're going to tie Black Widow into the TV shows, maybe. Well, Maybe that was their well, plan the, it's funny you saying that with Black Widow because the plan, Kevin Feige's plan is apparently is you're going to get some form of Marvel Studios content every week this year. So you'll oh, wow. get sort of a TV show or a special like the Legend series, this Assembling a Universe series they're supposed to be doing where they show the actors on set and interviews and whatever. Yeah. It's like a documentary, I guess. Or you'll get, you know, another new show maybe you know eventually you'll get a film whether they release in cinema or not because they will put it on there Mm. um maybe not the third spider-man movie um (laughs) i really like i said before in in a past episode on like a side note i really wish that they fixed that i think the only way sony doesn't have a platform for you to watch it and yes yes like they've been on netflix and stuff like that but you know, you still want it to be under one umbrella when it comes to subscription services. Yeah. So you but can I, properly watch all the films in any order you wish. I think if that by the time Spider-Man 3 is due to come out, if the cinemas are still not open, then they might try and do what they've done, like with uh, Wonder Woman, where they had it on streaming service and cinemas. The yeah. Sony, Sony might allow Marvel to pull it on the streaming service, even if it's just temporarily. But I think I, if they do... I think if they do that, I though, I, I don't think Sony would on. allow that. As much as Disney may want that, I don't think yeah. Sony would allow it. 
But Nathan does bring up a really good, you do bring up a really good point, Nathan, because I never thought of that. Because they don't have, they, I mean, unless they work out a deal with Netflix or Amazon or somebody like that, or Hulu, you know, so it's like still sort of Disney. Yeah. Um, I think, I think if awkward. that were to happen, I think Disney would have to pay Sony more money. Because yeah, they, they, they'd, want, they'd want a cut of the takings they get for the viewership just yeah. on that film. Yeah, but Sony, Sony might look at it and think, well, if I can't show the film in cinemas, I've spent millions of dollars on this film that I can't release for another year or another right. six months. Yeah, no, I get so, your point. I get your point. So they, they, yeah. they might, you know, maybe not Disney Plus itself, but as Darren just said, they put it on another streaming service that's associated with Disney, like Hulu yeah. or because obviously Stars is meant to uh, come on Disney Plus. When is that? I think it's end of the this end month. Of this, next the end month. Of this month. Yeah, yeah it's and, soon. But yeah, going off that point with Spider-Man, it's interesting as well because I assumed, you know, it's been hard to keep track with release dates being pushed up and stuff for the films and the TV shows. But TV, the Disney Plus shows aside, just going by the Phase 4 films, we are supposed to have four this year, but we're supposed to have five next year. If if you if you keep pushing these films back, you know, it... it it's interesting because some people have said, you know, if they push them back, whether they release, whether they end up releasing a lot of films at once, two or three films more or less at once in cinemas when they properly reopen and can function properly again, or they take the route like Nathan said that they're thinking of, which is the Disney Plus route minus Spider-Man. It 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 does give you a ton of content all at once, but I mean, it does take a lot away from. Well, I've got, Each, you know. I've got the list in front of me. So this year, uh, we're supposed to have Black Widow, Shang-Chi, Eternals, and Spider-Man 3. Yeah. Next year, we're supposed to have Doctor Strange 4, Black Panther 2, Captain Marvel 2, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. And then 2023, it says Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. And then we've also got Fantastic Four listed as well with a... Uh, to be announced date but yeah. I, I didn't know this until looking at this list john watts who has done the two spider-man films uh, he's, is doing the, yeah, he's directing fantastic four yeah which i is think that's a cool. great shout yeah it, it shows like he and the, the funny thing with that is is that obviously he's the spider-man films he's been having to you know direct in relation to both sony and marvel yeah now Marvel have cherry picked him to do a film which is going to be only Marvel Studios. Yeah. And no involvement, obviously no involvement from Fox because they've got all those rights to those characters back. Sorry, uh, um, sorry. Disney have literally only just got back uh, the rights to the Punisher and Jessica Jones. They have, yeah. That was I one thought of Disney brought Fox. You couldn't think of earlier on. Didn't Disney buy Fox? Don't Disney now own Fox? They don't own Fox as a as an actual entity because the complicated thing with fox is is that the parent company is 21st century fox the rights to cap the rights to certain things like the simpsons and things like that family guy etc and in marvel's sake x-men fantastic four deadpool etc that was 20th century fox which is part of 21st century fox but not the whole company so fox does still exist but I think they were pushing more towards the news and sports 
branches of their like e- empire yeah. rather than yeah, the yeah, entertainment. Yeah, so they still oh, do provide entertainment because that's what people were. I remember people getting annoyed and saying, you know, Disney wants to create some sort of monopoly. They were only doing a bidding war over a portion of their company, uh, not the entire thing. Um, so it's like they brought half a company the company or something like that. That's the funny thing with Sony, because that's the funny thing with Sony, because if Disney in the future did do a bidding war for rights to Spider-Man characters to keep um, by itself, you know, or Disney own anyway, it would only be a portion of their entertainment. It wouldn't be, you know, but a lot of people would read into it, and a lot of it's clickbait, obviously, <laughs> or, or bad bad wording or whatever yes, you want to call yes. it. But a lot of people would be like, oh, Disney's trying to monopolize again because it's trying to buy Sony. And you and you'll have the dickheads who'll go, yeah, just like the time they tried to buy out Fox, and you have to revisit that again and go, well, they weren't trying to buy out Fox. Do you like remember that, that rumor from years ago? In like five years. I a hundred percent prefer DC over Marvel. In comic- I, I only, do you know what? Both comics and films, just just so slightly though, just so slightly. I mean, there's not comic wise, definitely. You, but, or do you mean do you mean just like? you know, DC films that they've done in the past, like the Christopher Nolan Batman trilogy. And yeah, stuff in like general, that. in general. Yeah, in general. But I would I would say they'll see movies, I, I don't know about comic book-wise, I couldn't make my mind up on that at the moment, but I'd say movie-wise, I think just because the MCU is so big, yeah. and you've still got, you know, the Spider-Man trilogy, there were, you know, a few good X-Men films that are up there. I love the yeah. Blade trilogy. You've got yeah. some good ones. The Fantastic Four films, the first two they made, weren't terrible. The no, they weren't. Do you know what? They weren't bad. I, they I, really weren't. That's Fran, another thing as well. Um, Fan Four Sam Raimi, I think is this Sam Raimi? Yeah, Sam Raimi did the he, Spider-Man trilogy. Yeah, um, and he's also directing Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. I saw a post two or three days ago online where he's interested in trying to get Jessica Alba back as Invisible Woman. I suppose uh, the question I suppose the question I is Jessica Alba. Oh I do as well. I'm curious to this whole thing, right? This whole thing about Chris Evans coming back turns out to be nothing to do with the animation, the What If series. <laughs> nothing to do with the Skrulls and Secret Invasion. He <laughs> just to be human taught again. Fucking hell. That would be mental. That and, would be blonder. and blonder as well. I tell you what, though, do you know what? I when Scott Derrickson said that Sam Raimi would be directing Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, I was yeah. honestly like, not sure how good this is going to be. But I I enjoyed I enjoyed the Spider Man trilogy, obviously, all yeah. directed by Sam Raimi, and for yeah. Scott Derrickson to say. Look, Raimi's, I've got trust in Raimi. And as Doctor Strange was so good, done by Derrickson, obviously, I've sort of gone, right, Derrickson, great director, love Doctor Strange. If he's got trust in this guy to personally say, I handpicked Sam Raimi, he's a good friend of mine, I've picked him personally, I want him to do this film, this is who I'm giving the reins to. What? Yeah, sure, why not? Yeah, and the cool thing is with that as well, is this, it's not like you know, Edgar Wright leaving Ant-Man and Peyton Reed taking over and it being like, you know, basically like whitewashing the script. It's, you know, Scott Derrickson's still on board as an executive producer. Yes, he is. For the film. So he, he like literally does have trust because he has oversight. 
Mm. So he, he is going to be, you know, one of the one of the you know big heads, and yeah. and that's another cool thing because obviously stuff like what happened with James Gunn uh, a few years ago left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths, and they yeah. were like, well, is is Marvel front? Like, can they actually be trusted with these people? And do they actually, you know, still want to do business with people as much as they say? But this is an this is a, a an example, an especially good example of yes, they can. They didn't want him to to just leave, you know. And it was to do with creative differences, yeah. just like with Edgar Wright on Ant Man. And I'm sure I've, I've, I'm sure I thought the Dark World had a different director at the start before Alan Taylor took over. It's happened a few times. It's always worked out, you know, okay. Yeah. The film still gets made, and apparently, when they they don't really reveal it at the time, I guess, to not tarnish the original director's rep or anything like that, I guess. But later on, you do find out, like with Ant Man, some of Edgar Wright's bits, which he started, like you know, working from a script in like 2006 or something ridiculously early like that, before Iron Man came out, they were kept. You know, they did warn him to, it's only like minor bits, I think, like in, you know, going around with the different ants and stuff like that. But a lot of it did get kept and, mm. and or bits of it did get kept. And the bits that didn't, um, you don't notice because A, you don't know about them and B, hopefully you still enjoyed the film. So you're not really going to care. But look at Peyton Reed now. He did the sequel. He's doing the, the third film, Quantumania. Yeah. They've kept him on board and fans trust. He's another director like James Gunn and other fans trust him and the Russo brothers. I feel like what Disney try to do is they try and pick a director and then keep that director. Yeah. Obviously it hasn't always worked out. No. no. I feel like that's overall, that's essentially what they try to do. Yeah. I think, I think it depends. Like with certain franchises that Disney own, it does work, but then with other franchises, it kind of, it goes up in the air a little bit. Maybe it's the cast. It could be the directors. It could just be the Disney executives themselves who kind of shot themselves in the foot. I mean, I know Rob's going to disagree a little bit, but a good example is if you look at the backlash, what happened with Star Wars: The Last Jedi. The best example. What, I can what, think of, what are you chatting about? The, the backlash from that, like the director. What backlash? Direct- it was fucking brilliant. No, that's your opinion. Most people, most Star Wars fans don't like Last Jedi. Force Awakens, yes. Last well, Jedi, no. And then do you know what? Do you know what? The Rise of Skywalker is kind of the second one after Last Jedi. Uh, let, like, let me let me give you this. The Last Jedi was that good that Disney. So you know how Ryan Ryan Johnson, who directed the Last Jedi, was supposed to do a Star Wars trilogy, and then that sort of went away. It's been confirmed that he's still on to do a Star Wars trilogy. Oh, no, 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 I knew that because I remember. Well, I remember can't be the fucking back, can he? No, because what what happened is the film made enough money. This is this is the thing that confuses people. I hate people. Star Wars fans. Not gonna lie, fucking hate them. This is what confuses people because all three Star Wars films, whether you like them or not, all three Star Wars films made a shitload of money for Disney. Because obviously, the Force, the Force Awakens, out of the three, everyone says is the best out of the three because it's more out of all three of them. It's the one that's most true to the original trilogy. Like certain elements of it, it reminds you of the, yeah, the original it, trilogy. Whereas see, Last I, Jedi, I, I would then say, why the fuck should it be true to the original trilogy? It's its own trilogy in its own right. Yes, I understand that fan that fans want fan service, um, yeah. but I'm sorry, that's n- that's not the case. That's not how it should be. I want to see a new story that's different, that's original, whilst being in the same fucking franchise. Like you can't. I don't. This is why I hate Star Wars fans. I, 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 
let me finish. You... Let me finish. You... <laughs> you can't you can't be expected to have the same fucking thing over and over again. You have to evolve. You have to develop. Whether or not that. you then like that is a different story. Look, I'll always say that out of all the Star Wars films from the original six, I prefer the fight sequences in Phantom Menace than in the other three films. Phantom Menace was sick. No, I like Phantom Menace, but what I'm saying is that from the from the lightsaber okay. fights, I prefer the lightsaber fights in that film than I did in the original four, five, and six, is what I'm saying. And then See, that's, people, my, that's my wait, concern. That's, that's wait, my thing with the backlash as well. Because you guys, you two, you know, a mass, I was saying, like, for lay listeners out there, like, I'm not a massive Star Wars fan, right? I don't follow the story or whatever. I saw the original three, the first trilogy, and then I saw episodes went into three as well, the prequel mm. trilogy. I've not seen any, I've not seen The Force Awakens, I've not seen Rogue One uh, or Solo, I've not seen any of this stuff, right? I don't watch The Mandalorian. And one of the, and the main reason why I don't watch them, it's not because I didn't like Star Wars in the past, like I said, I watched the first six films, it's not because I don't like sci-fi dramas or whatever, and the action that's attached to them. It's not because of any of that, it's because fans ruin it. Yeah, they do. They keep mourning and going, oh, well, this is shit, don't do. watch it. And I'm like, uh-huh. well... If every single thing is shit, uh, you know, a lot of people didn't like the soul. And then when then the other thing that I that I don't like is yes, you do have you do have a lot of detractors from like you know DC stuff, Marvel stuff, things to do with Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, any of the the sort of geeky stuff that we all like and love. I mean, Star Wars, uh, Star Wars seems to have the most by far because they just like if- they come up with an idea. Like me not being a massive fan of Star Wars, and I and I read couple of years back or whenever it was they're thinking of doing an obi-wan kenobi film and i thought oh in my mind from the films i'd seen popular character maybe yeah. even a fan favorite in the films right every fucking person shot it down Mate, I just I went, can't. there, there is, there is gonna be an so obi-wan kenobi yeah, series say, there is gonna be and it sounds series. fucking brilliant and ewan mcgregor yeah. is back and hayden christensen well, yeah. is also going to be very, back in it yes well i remember yeah. at the time at the time it was just Heavily disputed oh, by a lot. Oh no, definitely, but definitely, anyway, it was. Like, but you a lot of that was. People standing up for it, but it's just I just think it's this. It's, I just think they're very trigger happy. If if there was a hierarchy of the if there was a hierarchy of the cuntiest fans for a franchise, <laughs> fucking like Star Wars fans would be at the fucking top. Everyone, everyone, everyone says that Star Wars fans are out of all of the different like fantasy. <laughs> they're the worst. Like, well, I can say they're the most hardcore. Is in the point of they're the most vocal. Like when some, if some, if there's something they don't like, they're the first ones to mention it. Nobody, you know like, if, you're not, Star, if, you, if you're not a Star Wars fan, like say Darren, he's going to watch Force Awakens and he hasn't heard any of the shit we've just said or we've said in the past or anything that's been on the internet, and he's watching it for the first time as someone who likes Star Wars but isn't really a fan. He'd be like, "Oh, good film. Watch the Last Jedi. I like that too. It's not a bad film." Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Who, who knows? Solo again. I like the solo film. I like all didn't. Solo, I, like the solo. I thought it was really good. I like the solo film. I agree from the point of view of that apparently there were certain things that were in the trailer that, they, that got taken out of the film. It's usually because they do reshoots in post production. Yeah. But, yeah, but I think it was because they changed the directors you know, as well. I remember, I remember, you know, when got when the first trailer of Guardians of the Galaxy came out and they did that scene and it looks like you know Zoe Saldana plays Gamora is topless or something or naked, right? That weren't in the film. And then, and that they kept putting that. I only say that because they kept putting that in the trailers. It was like in the first three trailers, and then it weren't yeah. in the film, right? And so you're seeing the same thing a lot. Also, 
Infinity War, first trailer they did for that, they showed yeah. the, a lot of the heroes running in slow motion. Banner is the Hulk. He's not in the Hulkbuster mech. He's 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 just running as the Hulk. And then he's only in, he's only the Hulk then for like the first five minutes of the film. Well, I was going to say because I know this is what the Rob's going to get pissed off about it. The thing about Star Wars, just to end the point before God was telling about it, it was uh, the thing was is that the fans said something. I don't know. I can't remember exactly what was said. Some of us said about the uh, what was it? The Last Jedi, and basically. The director, I think it was, or somebody in Disney, they basically told the fans to go fuck themselves. That's literally what the, the video that I saw that talked about it. They said that Disney basically told the fans to go fuck themselves. And obviously, we all know what Star Wars fans are like. They got really pissed off, and then they kind I th- of. I think this. I think Disney. Had, I think that, Disney that, should do that. Yeah. No, yeah. I think if, that, if that was me, that, if that good. was me making a film and the fans in a franchise and the fans of the previous films in the franchise were like, oh, we love these films, but with this, you fucking ruined it. I'd be like, honestly, go fuck yourselves. I made the film I wanted to make. Yeah, like, I fucking the, the studio let me make the film I wanted to make. They like it. I like it. Go fuck yourselves. Is like, there 100%. What it was, you know how they changed directors? Like, obviously, J.J. Abrams directed Force Awakens, but he had he didn't direct The Last Jedi, so they had a different director. And I don't know what it was, but I think the script was already written for The Last Jedi before this new director came into it for that film. But then he changed it all. But everyone kind of was expecting The Last Jedi to go one way. And then it went another way. So the fans obviously complained about it. And then Disney turned around and went, oh, go fuck yourself. So obviously because of J- the way Disney J. said J. it. J.J. Abrams was still executive producer on Last Jedi, though. So he knew what was going on. Uh, but I heard, he, I heard that he never got what... What he wanted to happen never happened. So he yeah, wasn't happy either. He, he was I, still, he was, I've like I just produced. said, he was still an executive producer. He knew what was going on still. No, that's not he didn't know what was going on. I'm just saying that there's a lot of things that happened behind the scenes. Like a lot of the cast of, even what's his name, uh, Harrison Ford, even his come forward and basically, and Mark Hamill as well. They both came forward and said, like Mark Hamill said, I don't like what they did with my character in Last Jedi. I don't like what they did with my character, The Rise of Skywalker, because apparently in Rise of Skywalker, you were supposed to see Anakin Skywalker in it as like not as Darth Vader, but as a Force Ghost. You meant to see Luke Skywalker again as well. Like they were meant to be in the, that whole fight scene with uh, Sidious. That was meant to go completely different to how it went. So obviously a lot of fans have picked up about that because Disney said we're going to do this, and then Disney didn't do it, or Lucasfilm didn't do it, whoever it was, they didn't do it. So obviously that pissed a lot of fans off as well because obviously Disney have apologised to fans about what because it wasn't all of Disney. It was one person in Disney. It was an executive producer, someone high up in Lucasfilm, basically told the fans to go fuck themselves. And apparently he's known for basically slagging the fans off of any franchise that has anything to do. Whenever someone does something like, like with Mandalorian, for example, there was a video on YouTube of a fan who got upset when they saw, like, you know, fan reactions and stuff. They got upset when Luke Skywalker, as in happy upset, when Luke Skywalker appeared in Mandalorian season two at the end. That executive producer basically turned around online and called that person every name under the sun for no reason whatsoever. Basically, Disney had to keep apologising to Star Wars fans because of this one guy. Yeah, but he, he must be in a position where he doesn't understand that these people are fans and all they do is complain and moan. Oh, he, oh, he, he knows the You know fans. what I mean? Like, if, like, some, of yeah. them, some of them don't have a shred of, of, of likeness well, at all. He, like, they just he, aren't liking anything that they're putting out. So, okay. you know, yeah. you, you can't win. Um, you, yeah. if, if you, For example, right, I've read that there, any future Star Wars films might go very far in the, uh, in the past. Right? Which is what fans want, like, what fans actually want. Or whatever. I don't know what it's called. Yeah, I don't but, really care. Right? 
But then, but then, you know, and I've seen, I saw a lot of fans when they weren't doing that, when Rise of Skywalker and stuff like that were coming out. People were like, oh, I really wish they, you know, they'd stop with the Skywalker family drama or whatever and do something different, right? And you apparently had all this canon material from way in the past, characters, yeah. Yeah, obviously, wherever you're doing that. And, and people wanted to see that in film form. I guarantee that if they do go down that route and they start making the films, people will either go, I don't really like the way that they're yeah. doing it. Yeah. Or they'll go, oh, I wanted them to carry on with the Skywalker saga. Exactly. You what can't win. You can't, you can't win. These people. They're, like a U- they're like human U-bends. <laughs> Fuck them. Do you know what I mean? Oh, no, but what, I think what it is is that with the Old Republic, because the difference with the Old Republic is, is that there's so much they could take off that, like the whole Revan storyline, the Mandalorian War. I still don't. I still don't think Pedro Pascal is le- is leaving the show. No, of course he's not. That's going to be a massive. He's a, he's a money maker. He's a money maker for Lucasfilm. Well, right the, the rumor was that he got fired because he he put Pedro someone, Pascal he made a comment has online. Not been fired. He hasn't been fired. Like, like I said, it was a rumor. Well, why are we mentioning it? Because we're talking about Star Wars, sadly. But the but, the fucking rumor is not even true. There's meant there's plenty of rumors online that are not true. Like there's lots of rumors that Kathleen Kennedy was fired from Lucasfilm. But as far as I know, she hasn't been fired at all. Her contract ends some point this year. But as far as I know, she hasn't been fired. Trust me, her contract's getting renewed. It probably will, but I'm saying that her contract ends this year. And apparently, speaking, uh, well, speaking of being renewed, <laughs> so we cannot let, shit up Star Wars fans on. or so-called fans. Fuck it out. Um, what What do you guys think of well the new story which you did bring up briefly before it went full Star Wars attack mode about pa- characters like the Punisher and Jessica Jones? The rights have reverted back to Disney slash Marvel Studios. The same has already happened weeks slash months ago, even last year, I think, for Luke Cage and Iron Fist. January, for, I think, for Daredevil. And Dade, and Charlie Cox as Daredevil has well, been announced in the Secret Invasion show. Well, let's quickly talk about Charlie Cox and then we'll talk about other characters. On the Fandom Boy article that you, that you sent to us, Obviously, it states that he's going to be in Secret Invasion, which is yeah. brilliant, I guess. I don't know how it's going to work. I don't know what he's going to do. So that's why I've, I'm not really too excited about it right now. Uh, hopefully, I'll get more excited about it later on when we know what's yeah. going on. But essentially, what Fury and Talos are trying to stop scrolls who have infiltrate, infiltrated the, sort of the highest spheres of the Marvel Universe and who have infiltrated Earth. What what do you think is going on there? But also in that same article, it did say Charlie Cox's Daredevil will be Peter Parker's lawyer in Spider-Man Three. Yeah, I think so. I've seen that bit as well. He might not necessarily be Daredevil. No, but it'll be the same actor. It'll probably allude to the fact that he is still fighting crime as a vigilante. Yeah. Um, I I think the Secret Invasion is the one show, like the only show in the upcoming Disney Plus uh, schedule to me where any character that's attached to it, they're probably not going to reveal anything. No. Because no. I I think I think it'll be... It may, I know the Falcon and the Winter Soldier looks very movie-esque. Uh, even Loki does, to be honest. But I think Secret Invasion will be the one that's most closely to a movie. Okay. I'm kind of surprised it isn't a movie, to be honest, it's, because it's such a massive storyline. Like, Civil War, you know, Infinity War, these storylines which is obviously different in the comics, but the same. They, they, they've still got the same, you know, massive uh, risk. Features yeah. a lot of characters. I it, I do wish the Secret secret Invasion was 
a film, but I'm glad that they're doing it anyway. Yeah. I'm I'm more yeah, I think maybe we'll only see him in kind of lawyer form as Matt Murdock in Spider-Man. It'll be quite funny because of the clash of fun and serious that yeah. you'll get from Tom Holland and Charlie Cox. The, the, I did read an article that says there's a possibility that, and I think Nathan, you, I think you brought this up like, like last episode or something. There's a rumor that they are going to do a Heroes for Hire show on Disney. Oh, last episode. And I, I think, I, I think I'm right in saying that. If that rumor becomes fact, I will involuntarily creep myself because <laughs> I really, really wanted that for Netflix. I thought that if, because Iron Fist started again on the right tracks with season two and Luke Cage, to me, season one and two were brilliant. So it was still on a good track anyway. I thought that you mix them together. Why, why did that not happen in Netflix? I think um, the reason it, I think the reason it didn't happen as well is because in, I'm not too much sure about canceled. the comics, but, but in, in the uh, cartoons, the, when Iron Fist and Luke Cage do the heroes for hire, they are closely linked to the Avengers in some way, and that could be why it was never done on Netflix. Not all the time, though, because because in the in the comics, I don't know about Iron Fist, but Luke Cage, I know Iron Fist does become an Avenger. Actually, all four of the Defenders become Avengers. But I, I'm, sure, I, I'm sure Heroes for Hire is is pre-existing to their Avengers membership because it, it's before. Because before. it was called it was called Power Man and Iron Fist because yeah. Luke Cage went by pa- Power Man. But uh, I, I, I'm sure that it was Power Man and Iron Fist for a while, and then they gave them the, you know, the idea we'll create this almost like bodyguard kind of like security uh, firm called Heroes Fire Incorporated, and that's where that kind of comes from. So yeah, I'd want if if and if there's ever a Heroes for Hire show or movie or whatever. What would complete it even more for me is if they do Daughters of the Dragon uh, with Misty Knight and Colleen Wing because they tease that as well. You 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 look back now and and you know Disney Plus these rumors and stuff are reminding you of how great the content was for pretty much all the shows and parts of if not all the seasons of them on Netflix and you just think you know what could have been what would you like to what you know what what would you like to see these characters get tied into would you like them to be in any of the films coming out? Any of the Disney Plus TV shows coming out? I, I'd like Where to see. Were? I, I'd like to see Luke Cage talk with Spider Man because I know. I know. I think it's probably more. I don't know if it's just in the cartoons or if it was in the comic books he did it. But I know that Luke Cage has teamed up with Spider Man, just like yeah, little bits here and there. But I think that would be something really interesting to see in a film because I, I'd, li- I'd like to see because obviously he's meant to, he's one of Spider Man's big fans. I'd like to see Spider-Man take on Wilson Fisk. That's that's never happened in the films yet. And would, would you want Vincent D'Onofrio to reprise his role from Daredevil? Yeah, definitely. I think yeah. he'd be epic as, as Wilson Fisk. I mean, even the guy... I know a lot of people don't like the Daredevil film. I thought it was all right. But the guy who played Wilson Fisk, I can't think of his name. I think he's uh, pretty good. Michael pretty good. Clark Duncan, I think he's the actor who played him. And he's, he's passed away now a long oh, while, right, okay. unfortunately. So rest in peace oh. to him. He's... He's brilliant in our film and other films that I've seen him in as well. Yeah, but he, well, he's another good one that I would have thought, as Wilson Fisk, he'd be good going up against Spider-Man. But Wilson oh, I Fisk's thought, character... I thought he would. I thought he, he would be brilliant. They, they've only like ever had two actors play Kingpin, both being great. I thought he was one of the best parts of the Daredevil film, especially the director's cut. I still recommend people see that. Where do you think they'd be able to put Jessica Jones or the Punisher uh, involved? Do you know what? Punisher... 
I'm really not sure. I don't feel Je- I don't feel like Jessica Jones fits into anything at the moment. It's too hard mm. because because if you remember when Jessica Jones came out, everyone kind of they said, okay, season one was good. What are they going to do for season two? Because her main villain they killed off in the first season. So who's she going to go up against? Because she hasn't got that many. She hasn't got that much of a rogues gallery compared to the other heroes in the shows. Mm-hmm. Her rogues gallery is quite small compared to the others. So See, I, I think- always argued people's point where, where they were saying that they shouldn't have killed Kilgrave off. Yes, yeah, season two wasn't as good as season one. So I get their point just based on that storyline-wise or whatever. But the thing is, is that his powers are quite difficult because Jessica Jones is really dark, like really yeah. dark. It's the darkest out of all the shows. And I'd argue against Punisher as well. It's darker than that. Because at least, you know, with him, you know what you're getting with the Punisher. kills his way out of situations. She doesn't do that. Like, she didn't want to kill Kilgrave. She doesn't want to kill anyone. Um, She wouldn't have killed her mother in season two. You know, Trish did it after to do it. Right, in season two, sorry. It's difficult. Like, and, and if he was still around then he would be still tormenting her. And you do yeah. feel that you're like, you know, that she's starting to repair herself in that last episode of season one. Obviously season two and three, she gets involved in other conflicts and stuff and in Defenders, but that's the season which like it breaks her down. You do feel really like part of part of why you know, some of the episodes you can argue with all of the all of the shows and the seasons are like filler episodes, right? They they to get to that thirteen episode mark or whatever. I felt like you know some people and some people were like, oh, I can't really, I couldn't really watch it. I didn't bother watching that episode much because it was just whatever. Some of the bits which I I did have to rewatch for Jessica Jones were just because it was so dark and almost depressing. Like it was it was it was so bleak, and it was because of what he was doing. I mean, going going back to going back to your point about uh, what film would I want to see or TV, what character would I want to see Punisher with? It'd be interesting to see the Punisher team up with uh, Deadpool. I tell you, who is more powerful than Thanos and Loki put together? Only Dark Side, who we get okay. to see more of in the Zack Snyder Justice League cut. Yes, we do. As, as we segue into that, uh, but I tell you what, though, really good news: uh, the Snyder cut is going to be released worldwide on the same day. Is so regardless of where wow. you are, everywhere is getting it on March 18th. Okay. What are they getting it on? What platform that's is it what on? They haven't, that's what they haven't confirmed. Because I thought it would be a HBO thing and we don't have so, that. So Obviously, it's going to be in HBO Max of the USA. Uh, yeah. Europe, who get HBO Europe, I believe it's called, or HBO Go, it's going to be available on there for Europeans and stuff. Uh, and in Asia as well, it's going to be on HBO Go. Uh, I don't know what we're having it on over here. Um, it may come to a streaming service. We don't know. But it, it's it's going to be online somewhere or somehow. Uh, but it's going to be released everywhere on the same day, March 18th. Can't wait. No, is it episodic? Or is no, it it's going to be four hours. Four it's, hours? It's what, a four hour long. Yes, four hours long. No, are but you, you going to watch four hours? I was going to say. Yes, I, I am. Gonna, over than you, over than you. I'm going to bring a bucket or, or a fucking water bottle. Have that ready so I can piss in if I need to. Well, you can pause it. <laughs> if you're at home, you can pause it. No, but is there going to be a lot of people that are going to sit and watch a four-hour film? Especially yeah, if they didn't, Other than you. Especially if they didn't like the original Justice League film. Mate, do you you know what I've seen? The amount of people who didn't necessarily like Justice League who are fully signed up for Zack Snyder's cut 
who have okay. said they're going to be watching it. There's a lot of fucking people. Uh, so, I, I think, so I think regardless of of whether people like it or not, they're gonna they're gonna fucking watch it. Yeah, um, but I'm thinking is are, is there gonna be many people that are gonna sit there and watch a four hour film? Because a lot of people would argue the point that some of the Lord of the Rings film, for example, which is three hours long, a lot of people struggle to sit through that. Don't get me wrong, it's a brilliant film. Well, do you know what? You're all a bunch but of bastards. No, but a lot of people do struggle to sit. <laughs> I didn't say I wouldn't watch a four-hour movie. No, I'm not saying I'm you didn't, but anyone who says that, that oh, I don't know if I can sit for a four-hour-long film, it's a bit too much, is it? Fuck off. Go eat a fucking slice of bread. Yes, the company you with and food you got and drink. Could you imagine how much more you'd have to pay, though, to watch a four-hour film in cinemas? I can't imagine the charge. How much more? I tell you what, though, as well, <laughs> as well as it being released on the same day, obviously in Joss Whedon's version, so basically... It was all filmed in 30, on 35mm film, yeah? When it was released, it was released in widescreen. So you get the so you get the black bars at the top and bottom. Now, yeah. widescreen is an aspect ratio of 1.85 to 1. What Snyder has done, he's gone through, obviously he's done reshoots, but he's restored the rest of the film. That's why it's cost so much money. He's restored the 35mm film back to its original aspect ratio of what it wanted of what he wanted it to be to 1.33 to 1 which is where you have where it's taller so rather than having the black bars at the top and the bottom you have them on the left and the right hand side so it's more of a box shape now the reason why he filmed it that way is because he originally intended to have it viewed on imax screens now, IMAX screens are, are only a little bit off the 1331 ratio, and an IMAX screen is shot on 1.43 to 1 ratio. He made a point that he's, he wanted to film it like that because when you see superheroes, that most of the time they're not vertical. They're, they're taller statues. You want to see them in that, in that aspect. They're big personalities. They should be tall. They should be seen in that way rather than in a widescreen format which i think is a good point actually and I, I agree with it but he's also uh, and obviously with the 1.33 to 1 ratio you're going to be able to see the full shot of what of what the full frame of what it was so you're not going to miss anything you're going to see everything in that frame that should be in there that was filmed but also He's on about doing a black and white version as well. Okay. Would anyone watch a black and white? I haven't seen. Now there was a black and white version of Logan, which I haven't seen, but I do intend to see because it looks cool as shit. So I, I reckon I, I don't think I'd necessarily watch it. I'd be intrigued by it if he, <clears> if he fucking did do a black and white version and it came out, I'd be like, mm, maybe, maybe I'll watch it. But essentially, that's 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 more money to be made. I mean, obviously you're talking about going to the cinemas, but as we all know. Apart from America and certain countries, there's no cinemas open in the UK, for example. No. So in March, I don't think there's going to be any cinemas open to watch Justice League. You probably will have to watch it from home. Not yeah, home. obviously, obviously. No. But what I'm going to say is, with the Justice League, is it going to be a completely different film? Have you, have, you different from... have you not seen the trailer? For the Snyder Cut, no. I seen the it, it's so fucking different. Honestly, is it's it... ten times better than what Joss Whedon did. Is it the same storyline, or is it completely different? Yeah, same storyline, uh, but there's there's more, and okay. there's more, and it's better, and it just makes more sense, and it yeah, it's just a way sicker film. It looks so good. I know, yeah. I said, I'll, I'll watch it. I'll have to have a look for the trailer later. Do you know what, watch, watch do you know what? What uh, you've seen Justice League, yeah? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but watch 
I'm going to be watching Justice League again before the Snyder Cut comes out. But yeah, definitely watch the trailer. It's got two trailers now. Watch oh, the, yeah. Just watch the most recent one. No, it looks fucking sick. And also, the black and white version uh, is apparently going to be called Justice is Grey. I'm not sure why. I'm really not sure why. But I tell you what, though, Jared Leto's Jared Leto's Joker is going to be in the Snyder Cut because he's also in the, end of, he's in the end of the trailer. I was going to say, was he supposed to be in it originally? Was he supposed yeah, to be in it? Yeah. Okay, this, film is, this film is exactly what Snyder wanted to do. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, I don't remember the original Justice League film having him in it at all. No, this is not. This is, this is 100% what Snyder wanted. And then Joss Whedon just had to fucking burn it and bury it in the ground. Well, hopefully we get to see a lot more of the Joker than we did in Suicide Squad. I, I'm not sure how, how much of the Joker is going to be in it, but at least... I would say with that thing you said about Joss Whedon, though, I know he's got a lot of controversy at the moment, but in his defence yeah. in regards to directing that movie, I think he was just sort of... It was. It. It wasn't. I. I still don't even think it was really his movie. Well, I, I mean, think it. I think it was Warner what? Brothers' movie. Yeah. I just think. It, I think all he was was a, a director that they knew wouldn't be as confrontational with the things that they still wanted to change the movie to be. I so feel like they could have got someone better movie. though. I honestly feel like they could have got someone better though to helm it. They could have got someone better. I think it's because of of how successful the first two Avengers movies were. Yeah, yeah. And and that that in itself is like you know they don't really get it. Like the Warner Brothers execs at the time, and maybe they're the same people now. I don't really know. They just didn't get it. Like you knew that it was them trying to make a quick cash grab. Yeah. Uh, mm. Off off the success of the MCU and not bothering to build up as much material for. Uh, story characters, etc. It, it just, which, you know, and it didn't work. You, 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 anyone could have told them that it wasn't going to work, but it's Warner Brothers. I don't think they listened. Because I, I, I heard that, like with Justice League, there was a lot of people like that, like the cast, that they weren't happy with the direction. Yeah, as you said, it could have been Warner Brothers and not so much him. But there's a lot of actors that weren't happy with the way when he took over for Justice League, the, the direction that he chose to go, because he basically scrapped the original script. Yeah. So a lot of people yeah. say that's on him and not Warner Brothers. Yeah, but I they, think they, it's. They liked I think it's working both. with Snyder, didn't they? They liked working with him, you know, yeah. and, and people people were having, you know, they were all backing him in his decision to leave because of what was going on with his wife and things like that. So yeah. Well, his his uh, daughter committed suicide, didn't she? Right. Right. So it was everything to do with his family. Yeah, yeah. And the aftermath of it with his wife and stuff. It was all of them backed him. Um, I'm not saying they wouldn't have done that with a different director, Joss Whedon or whoever else, but they probably would have because, you know, they seemed like all nice people. But it felt like there was more of a camaraderie there between actors and director, screenwriters, etc. It felt like more, it just felt more like a film was being made. Hopefully, you know, yeah, we get Darkseid and Martian Man and doing all these extra cool things in the Snyder Cut. But hopefully it feels more like that that feeling, you know, that they that this blockbuster feeling. Shall we shall we crack on with today's today's <laughs> film? Yes. <laughs> Iron Man Free, released in twenty thirteen, uh, directed by Shane Black. Now, this is only Shane Black's second directing gig. Wow. His, his second he's cause he's he's a very he's a very well renowned writer and producer mainly. But literally this is only his second directing gig. 
So before this, he did Kiss Kiss Bang Bang with Val Kilmer and Robert Downey Jr. And then he's gone on to do the nice some TV film called Exchange. And then he did the nice guys. He then did the Predator. This had a budget of 200 million. Its worldwide gross to date is 1.2 billion. Wow. With a bit bit of loose change. And that's (laughs) to date. So it's made a lot of fucking money. I really enjoyed this film. I really enjoyed it anyway, but this is a fucking great film. Just off the top of my head, some good points about this. First of all, the whole the whole start scene. Fucking Happy's hair is fucking brilliant. The mullet. I really enjoy, actually, the tonal shift that this film has done from from essentially all of phase one. Whereas phase one I felt was more lighthearted, fun, a bit more comedy. This makes the tonal shift to a more emotionally driven action drama. That's very well put. Which I really enjoyed because it's definitely quite sad and very angsty, whereas the other films are a bit more lighthearted. Also, one of the best scenes in this film is the plane scene where all of those people... Uh, who work for the president are falling and the Iron Man suit is trying to catch them all. That yeah. is one fucking great scene. And the whole time you think he's in it. Exactly. And it's only at the end, after they're dumped in the water, where fucking Rady opens the fucking door to the toilet and, I, and Tony's there's like, yeah, I think I caught them all. Yeah. <laughs> Which is fucking funny, but that whole scene is brilliant. Air Force One is the uh, Air Force the One, yeah, is the plane, plane yeah, yeah, President's plane. What what I like what I like about this movie, especially from the trailers and stuff, as well as what you said, action packed drama. It's very you know emotionally investing film. Yeah, I like the misdirection in it. One of the first like really controversial films, I think. Still, yeah. maybe is the most controversial film because of the whole Mandarin isn't the Mandarin, and then still isn't the Mandarin. Um, do you know what annoyed me, actually? No, you're not. Do you know what annoyed me? When when Aldrich Killian claims that I am the Mandarin. Yeah, like, no, I fucking not. No, you no. fucking not. And that just <laughs> super annoyed me. Because he's just fucking... He's obviously seen seen how what Tony has gone through with the Ten Rings from being kidnapped with them and then setting up this whole fake charade as, yeah... Uh, or that we're we're gonna get an actor in, and we're gonna call him the Mandarin, and we're gonna basically make a tell everyone that this is the Ten Rings that's behind everything when it's really not, and then he has the audacity to claim that he's the real Mandarin. I think that's a bunch of bollocks. I really didn't. I did. I liked the fake out. It it I it just didn't sit well with me when he said I'm the real Mandarin, and it also I feel like that also harkens back to when Tony said, I am Iron Man. I feel like that was a slight nod to that, possibly, as well. It might, it might have been him mocking it. Yeah, mocking uh, it. You know, as we find out, you know, probably in Shang-Chi, where the actual, the real, real Mandarin's going to be in it. Um, yes. It's, they don't, the Ten Rings don't really sit well with... I don't, I feel like out fucking... Aldrich King, he didn't need to front it as the Ten Rings. Why did he front it as the Ten Rings? I feel like it's it wasn't necessary. Obviously, it's, it's because people already know who the Ten Rings are. I get not, that. It's all like Shield and Hydra. They're not yeah. 
incredible. Yeah. They, they're secretive in what they do, but people still know of them and still know yeah. of the symbol of them. Using Ben Kingsley's character, Trevor Slattery, as a, a puppet, I guess. Uh, I, uh, I loved... I loved how Trevor Slattery explained how he became to be on board with Aldrich Killian and how he states that he was homeless and basically sucking dick for money until Aldrich Killian came across him. I thought that was hilarious. What what, what do you think, Nate? Because before we started recording this podcast you weren't too big of a fan. I like the film well I like bits of the film but overall it's not like my favourite film. I think I thought the funniest parts I find is like the Mandalor- the the Ten Rings stuff. I like that stuff, and I I can kind of see why he did it from the point of view of Tony Stark stood him up on the roof, and he wanted even though he says that he's gone over that. He kind of the fact that he uses the Ten Rings, and even though Happy Hogan was probably more of kind of like more of a coincidence than it was planned that he'd get attacked. I think that was more of a coincidence. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think there's bits of it where you could say, oh yeah, it's him trying to get revenge on Tony Stark, but at the same time, he claims that he's over it. I think the only part where you could say that it probably is him getting back at Tony Stark is when he kidnapped Pepper Potts towards the end. Yeah. That's probably you, the only bit where you could say, oh, yeah, that's that. And he, inject, he, he injects her with that. With the extremis or something like that. Extremis. Yeah, I think it's extremis. Something like that. I get why he used the front of the Ten Rings because of what Tony's been through and how everybody knows who it is, blah, blah, blah. I just I just don't think that was necessary. And what else, what what really annoys me about this film, this, the whole story is derived from Tony Stark being the narcissist that he is and not giving any time of day to Aldrich Killian in the 90s at that party and not like and not wanting to go into business with him. Mm. If, 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 if he just, just sat down and had a conversation with him, then none of that would have happened. And I think but, the whole AIM thing, because if you if you think this is the first time in the MCU that we see AIM, and I yes, don't think we've seen it. And it's, it's never see, been seen again. We, we never yeah, see it again. Yeah. So it kind of like, I wish that they would have done more with AIM, because obviously we know from the comics and the cartoons And it's not AIM the same. It's not the same AIM as the comics either. Because well, AIM, yeah. AIM has more to do with HYDRA in the comics, I believe. Yeah, but I, I, I was going to say that I think that with, whichever version they went with AIM, they could have done more. Maybe I feel phase like four, phase five might introduce it, but with Iron Man no longer being I, in the I MCU, don't think I don't think they will though, Nathan, because I feel like yeah. if if they would, they would have done it by now. Then what? My point was then that I would have liked to have seen more of AIM. Yeah, like, no, definitely, I agree. I agree. I would have liked to have seen more. What What I really think is I've I do you know what Aldrich Killian. I actually really like his character in this film. I think he's one of my favourite villains, to be honest. When he breathes fire for no apparent reason. Well, not in but general, you know just in, in general as a villain for throughout the whole film. I really yeah. enjoy him. No, but that part where he breathes fire, even hey, his that's own... Sick. That's so his cool. Own, his own crew who've, got, who've been injected with the Eximus or whatever it's called. Yeah, as well. they're like, they he, literally look at it, him and like, what the fuck? Yeah, because like, they can't do that, but he can breathe fire. No, exactly, exactly. Overall, this film, I feel like this film is really good. I don't... Rhodey is not in this film very much. I don't know whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. I think when we see him, I think he plays his part well. I don't necessarily feel like he needed to be in more of it. But at the same time, I think we should have seen more of him. Also, I hate the Iron Patriot name. 
But no, I just I just really did not like the name. War Machine is so much better. It sounds way fucking cooler. If they would have done more than just paint his armor, maybe. Exactly, that's all... all they basically did, essentially. Yeah, because AIM is meant to be up there, technology-wise, with Justin Hammer and Stark Technologies. Meant to be the same kind of level of like being advanced in technology, technology. So they should have been able to change the armor if they wanted to do that. Mm. But yet all they've done is paint it. Yeah. Also... Why do we see another fucking bad guy in a fucking Iron Man suit, essentially? Fucking we had Obadiah Stane in an Iron Man suit, in Iron Man 1, essentially. We had yeah. fucking Whiplash, Whiplash. In, a, in a fucking Iron Man suit, essentially, in Iron Man 2. And now we've got this, the fucking henchman of Aldrich Killian in the fucking... In the fucking Iron Patriot suit, which is basically an Iron Man suit, isn't it? So like, what the, the fuck's president. going on? Why in then all the three films? Well. <laughs> why in all three films have we seen a fucking bad guy in a bloody Iron Man costume? It's like, it's like, it seems like the whole premise for what for the Iron Man films is that somebody wants his tech. I forgot that happened, and it just really annoyed me. As like, I don't want to see another fucking asshole in an Iron Man suit. Well, we we we've got to hope that when Ironheart comes out, they don't go the same route. Honestly, when Iron Art comes out, if I see one other person in in the in an Iron Man suit of any kind, apart from Riri Williams, I'm gonna fucking shoot myself. It's I've had enough. I've had enough. But no, I feel I think you know the film has got a lot of good points. I I know I said I don't, I don't like the film. I think it's more a case of as I said before, if I watch too many films too many times, I will skip through bits. Yeah. But but like I did I did enjoy the film overall. Like there was a lot. Especially rewatching, there were a lot of parts that were really funny. There's not as many funny parts as the other ones, as it is more, as it is a bit, it is darker and it is a yeah. bit more emotionally driven. But what is funny works. The, essentially, the comedic yeah. bits are very well done. But overall, this is a really good film. Actually, that's another thing. Everyone dies in this film. Yeah, Everyone even... dies in this film who should die. Like the the Maya girl, she fucking dies. Why, why have you got just why just fucking help Tony? You knew you were gonna die essentially. Did you really think you weren't you weren't gonna get fucking shot by Aldrich Killian at some point? You maybe didn't think he was she, gonna do you dirty like that. Maybe she thought she was more important than she actually was, especially when oh yeah, that she, def- gave, she definitely did. Because she gave him the idea that oh Tony Stark can improve whatever that stuff is called. Yeah, yeah. So in essence, she basically said, "I know somebody better than me, so you can kill me." Yeah. Without saying those words, that's what she essentially said. Tony, it was Tony who essentially brought those two together because he both he pissed them both off at the party. He said, mm. fuck you to Aldrich Killian. And then he basically said, and then whatever he said to... And leave. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Whatever he said to Maya in the, after, after the hotel room, uh, he just fucking left her high and dry. But that's who Tony is. Oh, boy. She should know yeah. that. Yeah, it was. Yeah. He should know that. She should know that even. So essentially, by him doing that, he brought them both together. But yeah. she should have, she should have been at some point. She should have understood and known what motives Aldrich Killian had. She had it come into her. To be honest, I'm glad. I, I enjoyed it when she died. I was like, you deserve that. Yeah, but the first time you watched her, you see Pepper Potts where you think she's dead. Mate, she's actually so badass uh, near the end as well when. Exactly. And she's she's obviously got the extremists in it and she just fucking jumps and flips and kicks the fucking rocket or whatever into Aldrich Killian and kills him. Mate, that is so sick. That is so sick. I was like, mate, Pepper's a badass. I really wish we saw more of Happy Hogan in Iron Man 3. 
I it was uh, it was it, it was actually very upsetting when he he was doing his sort of detective work trying to figure <laughs> out what's going on and then yeah, the of, and then he ends up in fucking in a coma in the hospital. It's very upsetting. What did you think of Iron Man three though, Darren? Iron Man three. I mean, yeah, I was I mentioned like the the misdirection, misinformation of the film. I liked that. A lot of people didn't. Have you have you guys done like out of obviously I don't think it's the strongest out of the Iron Man trilogy. Well, I think this is better than Iron Man two. No, right. I was going to say that for me, I would do like Iron Man at the top, Iron Man three, and then Iron Man two. I wouldn't say Iron Man three is a close second to the first Iron Man movie. It's just second. Do you know what? Part, after after rewatching it, I almost feel like it is a close second to Iron Man. Yeah, I was going to say because one of the parts that I liked is when Tony Stark is breaking into the mansion and he's doing the whole mission. That was fucking thing. brilliant. I, I I completely forgot about that. That was brilliant. I love that. So you so you're watching. You, you expect it from someone like Black Widow, Hawkeye, or Captain America, but you wouldn't expect Iron Man to try and fight people without his Iron Man suit. It's not what do you guys think of the villains? I, I like, was saying to Nathan that Ald, Aldrich Killian is one of my favourite villain villains, regardless of, of what... <laughs> Killian the of, villain. Yeah, of all the, all the MCU films so far, he's one of my favourite villains. I think Guy Pearce is a brilliant actor. Anyway. Oh, he is, definitely. Um, I've liked him in a lot of films. He did make the film for me. The fact that it, it wasn't like the first two films where... Like, the first film, obviously, with, with Obadiah Stane, you know, it was personal because, you know, a friend of his dad and the company and everything. But it was more like business. Then, obviously, Iron Man 2 had the re-engineer, reverse engineering his technology. With this one, because of his link to, to, excuse me, to Pepper Potts, I felt like it, it, it had like a more personal edge to it. You know, it's sort of like this time it's personal kind of quality to it, which I guess adds to like the emotional part of the, the performance, you know, the, the you mentioned earlier, Rob. I did like Savin. That ties in as well, Eric Savin. That does tie into my like misdirection because in the trailer when they were they when when they were showing Iron Patriot, they would always be showing him landing, doing that like superhero landing, um, and walking to Air Force One. And the whole time when you're watching the trailer, you're like, Oh, that's Rody, Rody's Iron Patriot. But it isn't a Savin in the suit. That's what I, I was saying to Nathan, that's that's one of the things that fucking annoyed me. Is oh, another right. a, another fucking villain in another fucking Iron Man suit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> three times in a fucking row. Yeah. Only only very temporarily though, and it's you know only he, temporarily. He does, but I he has one of the coolest deaths. I mean, I do want that suit to make a return, um, a Dark Avengers return, um, with Norman Osborn wearing it. I do still hope for Norman Osborn and Iron Patriot suit, Dark Avengers, and that. It didn't really like. The, the, the funny thing about this film is that it has really good villains, and I think all of the villains featured in this film are all comic-based characters, but they're not they're not really villains in the comics. And the the weird thing is is that they don't really ha- they don't really have anything to do with extremists either. Eric Sabin um, as a character is a villain called Cold Blood in the comics is an Iron Man villain. Uh, right. I don't know too much about him. I can't go into depth for it. One of the sort of the, not really a villain, but one of the sort of the, the throwaway uh, characters of the film, he's played by an actor called Ashley Hamilton. And he plays one of the soldiers that's, that's using extremists um, in those like um, inhaler things. He, he, become, he becomes the resulting explosion that injures Happy Hogan. His character mm-hmm. is called Jack Taggart. Jack yes. Taggart 
the comics because is a is a US sponsored uh, but eventual Iron Man villain called Firepower. Oh, okay. Uh, again, it's using I I don't know if it's using specifically Stark technology or reverse engineering it, or if it's just the US military coming up with their own version of it. But he he kind of goes rogue, as I mentioned before. With when we were talking about the first two Iron Man films, the the large majority of Iron Man's villains do come from the reverse engineering and, and copying of his uh, tech. Um, but it's sort of a 50-50, I guess, actually, because he does have Mandarin and Moldock and other characters. When I when I before I left, when you were talking about AIM, the the, the two 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 villains which are mostly associated with AIM are Wizard and Moldock. Wizard though is more he's more tied to the Fantastic Four because he leads the Frightful Four team um, on more than one occasion, sort of like their counterparts, mm-hmm. kind of like the Masters of Evil to the Avengers, like that, and the Offenders to the Defenders, stuff like yeah. that. And then you've obviously you've got Mordok as well. But yeah, it's uh, I can't really go into too much details. I don't really know about Mordok, right? <laughs> but yeah, advanced idea mechanics. I think they are mentioned in Agents of Shield as well. But yeah, there were many villains or characters in that show who are nothing like their comic book counterpart. But the way that the film was made, they didn't need to be. You didn't no. need to have all these tech wearing villains running around um tearing up the place you didn't need that and one of the parts one of the other criticisms which i which i'd like to counter as well is people saying that well tony's not really in the suit in the suit much and i'm like right oh there's there's not many iron man suits in this film have you seen the fucking ending of the film Mate, there were so many good iron man suits so many good ones those like 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 nano kind of nanobot like receptors um, yeah i think that's probably taken from the comics where he does actually inject extremis into himself he he eventually becomes one with the suit and the way that he does that is through extremis now i can't remember in the comics if it if extremis is to do with aim or some other villainous entity or if he himself is the creator in the comics and that's how it's associated with him mm. i don't know but i think that was a nod to the extremist comic book storyline, which at that time, like 2013, I don't think it was that old of a story. I think it was, it wasn't new, but I think it was uh, relatively recent. For, for like, like I was saying, like for, for a, for a film that, you know, villain wise or whatever story arc wise, apart from bits like extremist and aim and stuff like that, doesn't really have too much going for it in like the, oh, it's from the comic books department. But, it, you know, it's still a, a, a great, you know, comic book movie. And that's not to, you know, pigeonhole it, but it's still got that essence of yeah you know, all that going on. Happy Hogan as well, again, like a bit more of a prominent role than in the first two Iron Man movies. I really do like John Favreau as an actor and a director. Obviously, I believe that he had more of a prominent role as an actor because he wasn't directing this time around. He, he, exe- he was an executive producer as well. Yeah, he was an exec producer. I wonder, though, I don't even know the, the background behind that. Like, I don't even think there was, you know, which might be the case with Scott Derrickson as well, but I don't even think there was any, like, you know, he wasn't on board to direct anyway, was he? It wasn't like um... he, was doing, he was doing the third film and then Shane Black stepped in and took his place i don't even think that was a thing i, I don't think he was going to direct it they got shane black obviously after now i i assume the reason why he didn't direct it is because he was in 2013 he was in a couple of other films 
So he yeah. was in Identity Thief. He was in The Wolf of Wall Street. But at the same time, I think he was directing Chef, which came out in 2014. Yeah, with Downey Jr. in that as well, isn't it? Scarlett Johansson's in it and Downey Jr., yeah. Yeah. So I feel like that's probably why. Yeah, I mean, he, he probably just had, like, the most you know, logical a, reason. want to have a spat of, of acting instead for a while. Yeah. Um, amazing people such as himself, you know, are incredibly talented. They have that ability. If I was in their shoes, why not? Take a break from one, but you can still be in the industry that you love, doing something exactly. else that you love. Exactly. Um, not a lot of people could say they can do that. Not a lot of, not a lot of people have the ability to do that. I, I kind of like, I felt like if Favreau did direct it, as well as obviously Be Happy Hogan starring in it too, I would have thought, like, sometimes when directors do, like, all of a trilogy, sometimes the, the, the last film would have been burned out. I still think he would have done a good job. I, and that's I agree. Thing. I think he still would have Shane pulled Black, off. Shane Black did a brilliant job as well. Out well, of 10, though, what are we saying? Ooh, it's a tricky one because I want to give it an eight or nine, but I can't decide which number. So I'm I'm going to go solid eight just because there are a couple of specific things that I don't like, and that pisses me off. I'm going to say seven because, I, as I said at the beginning, that it's not my most favourite film, but I like it overall. But I'm going to give it a seven. Yeah, I give I give it an eight. Again, it's it it does have some qualities like Iron Man two, where it's uh it's I think to me it's like a chill out movie as well. I can I can happily watch it. Yeah, definitely. And just definitely. enjoy it. And Iron definitely. Man 2 has exactly the same qualities. If there was to be another Iron Man 4 film, would you want to see it? And what would you want it to be about if there was one? So like, if they brought him back? Yeah, or yeah, or if they or if they hadn't killed him Spoilers. up in the first place. Do you know what? I wouldn't want to see an Iron Man 4 if okay. he hadn't have died. I feel like his story arc was done and... I was happy seeing him in just Avengers films. I, I kind of feel the same because because they'd already done the redemption arc from different angles for his first two films, and then you've got him. Uh, you 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 know you've got his sort of um, his ident his actual identity at stake in because there wasn't such a gap because you were expecting him in all these other films, and then he was in, in Civil War and etc. I kind of I kind of preferred him in the mental role to like Spider-Man, which which I wouldn't say needed an Iron Man for. The the, the only character like when you think of like the, the MCU like trilogy of of Iron Man, Thor and Captain America, I, I agree with the fact that Thor have got a fourth film. Because Civil War was just massive anyway. Oh yeah. You know, Winter Soldier as well. Like the ramifications are still felt now after the universe nearly ended. Um, and saw Civil War. Iron Man three, like like you said, Rob, I think was a good like wrap up of his of his overall arc. With Thor Ragnarok, I didn't feel that when he's no. I feel like of the becoming, of the trio, Thor is the only one who hasn't had whose story isn't complete. Yeah, but it's, isn't I, Thor I, supposed to play a big role going forward in the Guardians of the Galaxy? Well, That's not the films. But I, I wouldn't say big role because we don't necessarily know. Yeah, he has got a role in that film. Yeah, um, like the but... Guardians have a role in his film, and then he's supposed to maybe in Volume Three. The thing is, is that in the comics, he doesn't he doesn't lose his powers. It's not like he's you know he's still an Asgardian and he's still like the God of Thunder more or less. Um, it's just that he goes under the name Odinson because he's no longer Thor, but he's still a badass. You know, he's still part of Avengers teams and has yeah. adventures on his own and a comic series of his own, I think, as well, and helps her out as well. Thor, Love and Thunder. I mean, the the, the only the the only the only thing f for me that would complete Thor's saga, who I wanted to be in Thor Ragnarok, 
and maybe the Dark World was Victor A. Bill. I wanted him to be in it, but it, but he haven't he hasn't been in it yet, and he, I don't think he'll be in Love and Thunder either. But he, hopefully he will. Yeah. Christian Bale was rumored to play him, but he's playing Gore the God Butcher. He is in the MCU because his face is on yeah. that town yeah, yeah, yeah. of he is. He's sort of in it, but you know, so's Bally Beast, and he's a Hulk villain. <laughs> Yeah. So it's very, it teases quite a bit, but um, man, I fucking hope we see him. The only thing I can say about Iron Man 4 or something along those lines, as I said to you, Rob, was about there should have been more about AIM in the film, whether they did it in the film or in Iron Man 3. So they did a could definitely have its own, like, sort of movie, like, based. That could definitely be a storyline in the movie. The good thing is with AIM is that it's not only S.H.I.E.L.D. their face, face off with him, but S.W.O.R.D. do as well. And now that we've got S.W.O.R.D., they could be involved in other things. They could be in, like, Secret Invasion and stuff. I don't know. They could yeah. be to do with Armor Wars, because AIM do try and acquire uh, Iron Man technology. So does Roxxon as well. Roxxon's a villainous corporation. So you, you, and I don't think they, I can't think of any villains attached to it. But, yeah, you've got, you know, you've got characters like that. What Rotten Tomatoes are saying about um, Iron Man 3, though, 79%, 78%. Um, mm. Review-wise, critics, mostly good reviews. Uh, so they're, so, they're sort of saying the movie does exactly what a blockbuster should entertain. Another one, better than Iron Man 2, which I, I would agree with. Uh, beyond all the explosions and action set pieces and 3D wizardry, you can still hear a writer with a distinctive entertaining voice. And then the only bad review out of all the top critics' reviews, really, Iron Man 3 has good things in it, enough to please the series' as fans, and and yet too many drawbacks with many converts. What does that mean? I don't know. I don't get that bad review. I don't what think that's con- actually... What are you converting to? He, he hasn't stated... He hasn't really given a point that well, as to why it's a bad film with a bad review. Mm. I feel like it's... He's, he said it's a good film, but then what he said to make it a bad film, he, he hasn't got across at all. So, yeah, it's really weird when people, you know, will 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 put a you know a few sentences to it, like a you know to like a massive essay and say that something is great, and then it seems like they've changed their mind after they've done it. Yeah, but but I haven't edited their point in the article they've made in the review they've made. So they've they like it was a fantastic film. I enjoyed every minute of it. Sixty percent. <laughs> oh, I watched it again. Well, you should have said <laughs> that's your job, isn't it? Fucking hell! I genuinely thought the the, the negative reviews would just be focusing around the, you know, which obviously you guys have discussed already, but just the Mandarin point. I thought it would yeah. have been you know, the whole time you think it's Ben Kingsley and it's not, and and then it's all a all a all a, and they're drinking cans of Stella. You know he does that in real life. Like he's a fucking. Oh badass. yeah, definitely, definitely. You know that. You know that. Ben Kingsley, that. fucking great actor. But with that though, uh, we come to the end of the episode, and obviously at the end of the episode we have a game. This week we have another new game, so we're gonna have three in total. Each week will be a different game. Who knows what it will be? Uh, as we spin the wheel of misfortune. But this week we've come up with a new game. What the fuck is this film called? Basically charades, where we have to badly describe a film. We all take turns over 90 seconds to see how many we can get in that time. And I will keep score as well uh, to see how many we get. Perfect. So I'll start off, like I said, then Nathan, then Darren. Like I said, 90 seconds on the clock and the timer starts now. Right. First one. Uh, Guy, he wears black and he, he goes around fighting crime 
and um, it, there's a guy who's who's dressed up as a as a funny guy from a circus who who loves chaos and he, more specifically, oh, Nathan Begins? No, Batman the Dark Knight. The Dark Knight. Right next. It's set in space. Ooh, I can say about it. Fucking hell. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it's it's it's, all right, it's a parody film, so it's like a piss take of a film. Balls. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is something over his words. Am I next? Yeah. Yeah, there yeah. we go. Okay. Um, man in tank top travels from east coast to west coast and saves tower from oh, die hard. angry Europeans. No, die hard. Yeah. A bunch of really small people. Uh, they go on a journey. There's lots of walking. Huh? <laughs> a bunch of really tiny people. They go on Lord a journey. Fellowship of the Ring. <laughs> Fellowship of the Ring. Perfect. Nathan. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. It, it has magic involved in it. It's, Harry Potter. Um, no. It's a kid, it's a kids film and it's really popular. That's about all I'll give you. So it's not Harry Potter. <laughs> it's Harry Potter. Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Nothing to do with Harry Potter. Oh. Oh. Um, I've no idea. <laughs> yeah, literally no That's fucking not clue. <laughs> Don't just tell you. <laughs> yeah, go on. Frozen. <laughs> fucking Frozen. How are we to get that? Frozen. How are we to get that? <laughs> well, I thought I'd make, I thought some of them were difficult. All right, next you one. Could have said, um, you could have said animated film, lots of snow, yeah. musical. Oh, okay. I'll figure that for next time. Okay, Snowman. So I'd have fucking got Frozen. <laughs> Right, but okay. that's the end. That's the end of the timer, though. That's oh, is it? Ninety oh. seconds goes quick. Ninety seconds. Goes... We got. We managed to get one, two, four correct. We managed to get four correct. Oh, I didn't do mine. I had a second one. <laughs> oh, go on then. What's your second one? What's your second one? We'll do this second one and then we'll wrap it up. Go on. Woman with dainty feet has horrible step family. Cinderella. 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 It was Cinderella, definitely. <laughs> yeah. That film's fucking brutal. I just had that. <laughs> I mean, this treat is just fucking brutal. Oh, I've about the cartoon Cinderella. I haven't really watched the film, but yeah. Yeah, but it's both. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. the same. The story hasn't changed. It's not like your stepmother. It's not like your stepmother and stepsisters are pleasant to her. And fucking <laughs> yeah. like that. Hey, I was good then. I think I guessed well. Yeah, apart from the Frozen one, which that's probably apart my from bad. The Frozen one. That could mean anything. Exactly. Space Kids is magic. <laughs> oh, you had to, all you had to do was say two words about space balls, and I got it straight away. Well, I was, I was going to go into more detail, but then you said ninety seconds. I thought, you know what? I'll just dumb it down. It's a, it's a spoof space. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you started off saying it's set in space, which could have been any fucking film. Out yeah. Of, out of <laughs> but I'm glad you said parody because then that gave it away straight away. But no, brilliant. I enjoyed that game. Uh, I think we've got three games now that are, that are all that are equally good. Um, so yeah, like I said, each each time from now on, we'll just feel the we'll spin the wheel of misfortune. But with that, guys, that's the end of the episode. Hopefully, everyone listens to it. Go like us on fucking Instagram, on Twitter. Give us a follow. Give us a listen wherever you get your podcast, Spotify, Apple, Google. Send us some money uh, if you want. We are accepting donations. Nathan, I think you're quite poor. You could do with the money, couldn't you? Cheeky shit, poor at all. <laughs> that's that's what a poor person would say. <laughs> uh, but no, please go like us, go follow us. Uh, we'll see you again next time. Any last words, guys? Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening and uh, look forward to Rob's inevitable rant about Thor the Dark World next week.
Do you know what? I feel like I'm it's not going to have much to say. I, I feel like I'm not going to have much to say, you know, because I don't like it. I think yeah, but you built up to the fact that you don't like it, so I expected you'd have a rant about it. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? I might, I might watch the film, and it might, it might be amazing, but I doubt that's going to happen. But no, brilliant. Well, again, thanks for listening, everyone. Send us an email. I can't believe I just watched this at gmail.com. Uh, tell us what you think. Tell us what you want us to talk about. If you're a, if you're a Star Wars fanboy of the higher echelons, send us an email. We want to know why you're such a cunt uh, and why you <laughs> and, and why you hate the newest trilogy. Um, I'd be in, it'd be interesting to read that. But no, brilliant. We'll see you next week, guys. Bye. Bye.